Welcome to the call sheet. I'm Luke Castle. This is the community news for the week of October 22nd. That's when we're recording this. It probably is going to go off the 24th. Probably shouldn't be saying all that. Um, but let's get right down to the announcements. Uh, the film Smoke and Mirrors, directed by Shane Hagedorn, has wrapped. It was filmed at the historical Dodge Turner Mansion in Lansing, Michigan. So congratulations to Shane and his team. Director Addison Binnick, I hope I got that right, is currently filming his long-awaited sequel to the well-received Trauma Piece Theater. Uh, it's a mystery science, mystery science theater meets a trauma film. So that looks like it will be interesting. And then the Phoenix Theater at the Mall of Monroe will be hosting the Douglas Trumbull Film Forum, an all-day exposition featuring the works from the film director and cinematic visionary's career on December 7th. Trumbull himself will be in attendance to discuss his work and give a masterclass presentation of his filmmaking, philosophy, process, and achievements. So uh, he worked, he did the visual effects on 2001, A Space Odyssey. Uh, he also worked on Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Star Trek, The Motion Picture, and Blade Runner. So check him out. Pretty big guy in our industry. Um, I don't know how much it costs, but you can check out his website and the newsletter for more information. What else do we have here? A documentary about Detroit's Fort Wayne is currently in production. Check that out. It's by Revlin Films, so follow them on Facebook to stay updated in the progress. The 48-hour film pro horror project had their screening this week. The award ceremony will take place at the Royal Star Filmmaker Community Mixer November 12th. The horror film roulette showcase will take place at AMC on Mound at 5 p.m. this Sunday, October 27th. Uh, the feature film Christmas Coupon will be screened at Imagine Novi on December 2nd. Desmond District Demons, a horror film festival, takes place this weekend in Port Huron. Go to ddfestival.com for more information. And also stay tuned in the podcast when we talk to one of the owners. Today in the, in the studio, we have the owner of Black Maria Entertainment. She's also the president of Alliance Casting and a producer of Demon Dogs, Tessa Hawks. And also... Uh, in the studio as our second guest we have the owner of the Desmond District Demons Film Festival that's happening this weekend he also does a lot of commercial work he has experience in DP directing editing and producing Tyler Moldovian close there's no I in there gosh Tyler Moldovan Moldol Mold 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 Ovan Moldovan gotcha <laughs> Tyler Moldovan <laughs> Tyler Moldovan. There you go. Whoa, holy shit. Just I did it. it. Just I did it. it so, uh, welcome Tyler Moldovan to the podcast. Well, let's go back to Tessa Hawks. Tessa, we've worked together quite a bit. Yes, we have. It's been a pleasure. It has. How you doing? Good. You are, you got a couple projects working on right now. I do. Uh, I've been to one of your castings, which was really cool. I got to meet a couple mutual friends that we have and... You have Black Maria Entertainment. Let's start with Black Maria Entertainment. What is it? What do they do? How do they Black do Maria Entertainment. I own half of it along with my partner, Sonny Donovan. We produce films. Um, we're bringing 15 projects to AFM. We right now are in the process of filming two this year. One called Demon Dogs with the uh, director from Machete, the horror film. And our other film is... The Second Coming, which oh, is another horror film. Oh, I thought it was like the Jesus film or something like that. Not maybe with an odd twist, and more like an Omen. Basically, it's Jurassic Park meets the Omen. I did not see omen. that going there. Nope. Like I didn't think she was going to say Jurassic Park, but yeah, basically it's uh, they find a relic and they scrape off some DNA and decide to recreate it thinking it was the second coming Christ when in reality they brought back something else. Nice. Bum, bum, bum. These are all being filmed here in Michigan? Am yes, I right? they are. Very cool. uh, we can totally do this in Michigan. Uh, part of it takes place in Mexico, but guess what we got? Mexican town. Part of it takes place in Iraq, but we got the sand dunes. What a better place to film than Michigan. I have everything in my back door. Sounds like so. you like filming in Michigan. I do. Me too. Um... And I like providing a living wage for everybody in I, Michigan. I agree. It's really awesome. So, an uh, Alliance Casting, they'll be doing the casting for those films or most they of those will. films? They will. They will be doing the casting. Uh, we uh, 
have been blessed with a gentleman named Daniel who owns Fenton Village Players, and uh, that's usually where we get our talent is from local theater groups. Uh, we'll go check them out. Um, also, the Royal Star, we've been very lucky to get our crew from them. Hopefully, we'll be doing cast and call there How's for that actors. Out for you? Actually, it worked out really well. Uh, we went to the last one, and we were crewed up about 98% just from the wow, event. That's awesome. Thanks mm-hmm. for saying that, but that's really awesome. Um, and then you're producing Demon Dogs. Correct. Which is about dogs that are demons. Well, actually, no, it's not. No. It's a dark dramedy. Nice the um, director from Machete is directing it. He's also the writer. It is a dark comedy about a werewolf, and the werewolf is a chihuahua. Okay, um, how, how that, I, is it a CGI Chihuahua? How's no, that? we actually have a Chihuahua. We have somebody created. It'll be CGI for the mouth and everything. But we have, you know, obviously, some phenomenal people on board for um, FX and also for you know designing. How do you find your projects? Well, um, believe it or not, a lot of people come to me. The director of Machete actually called me up and said, hey, I want you to produce this for me. So I thought, okay, why not? Uh, I get a lot of scripts sent to me, maybe, you know, three three to five a week. And mm-hmm. when I find a script I like, I take it and go get investors, and we crew up and we make a film. Very cool. Um, what do you see? Maybe that's not the question for right now. I'm going to hold off because I want to bring Tyler into the conversation. Let's go to Tyler for real quick. Let's go, Tyler. I'm oh, not going to say your last name because I keep botching it. That's okay. It's Moldovan. Wow, nailed See, it. See, look, look at that. that. It's like magic now. No effort. Every single time I say it now, he's going to be excited. <laughs> Desmond District Demons Film Festival. It's happening this weekend. This weekend. I'm going to I'm going to assume that it's a horror film festival because it has demons in it. I don't yes. think it's a comedy fest, yes. right? No, 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 no. You're, you're oh, right. right. It doesn't happen to have any chihuahuas involved, and it's, unfortunately. And it's in Port Huron. <laughs> yep. And you're uh, in your fourth year. Fourth year. I'm doing this all for you now. You like exactly. this? Exactly. Look at that. Uh, so uh, tell us about it, though. You're, you're in your fourth year. You're a film festival, uh, the head of a film festival? Or yeah. How, how, how do you guys organize that out? We're the founders. It's me and, uh, and my partner, Andy. Uh, we have a production company that we you know have worked together on years, uh, for years together with. Uh, and we started doing these film events that, you know, when our friends or we would complete a movie, we'd had a nice little space in downtown Port Huron that we would bring people up and, you know, we'd have a little screening of our movie and cast, crew, friends, family. Mm-hmm. They'd all come out and check out the movie and everyone loved it and we always had a ton of people show up. Um, Where's the, What theater are you at? Uh, at? At the beginning, we weren't even at a theater. We're, oh, at wow. a, we're basically in a loft of a old 1850s building in downtown Port Huron. That sounds cool. Um but one year we finished a movie that was kind of in like the horror genre and my partner and one of our business mentors at the time said, uh, hey, you guys should like show other people's films too. And I go, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I said, but um, we're supposed to be having this like little screening in three weeks and we're not even done our movie yet. So that, mm-hmm. that's a cool idea, but sweet. And they kept nagging me and nagging me and finally they... Uh, they got it out of me and they said why don't we just do it we know a bunch of people who have like horror films why don't we just do it like on a Halloween night that'd be cool and I go okay you guys take care of that because um, now we're two weeks out and movie's still not done so were you even through production or just we were through production we're just post yeah we had just started post when they started coming up with this you know brilliant Mm -hmm. idea Um, but I said you guys handle it you know I I don't want to I don't want to mess with it because I'd rather get this done but Sure enough, we had, you know, like a hundred submissions from, you know, because it was just a free open submission and we got like hundred submissions. Um, and it turned out that we held our event and it was a standing room only event. Um, people came in from, uh, all around town, enjoyed the night. Um, we, if the fire marshal showed up, they'd probably be annoyed with how many people we had up there, basically. So hopefully the fire marshal doesn't listen to this podcast. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, I think like the statute of limitations are like passed at this point. But um, but yeah, so we've taken our, our little basically shameless self-promotion was all it really was for our mm-hmm. own movie. Um, and we've, you know, taken ourselves out of it because we didn't want to sweep the awards every year. Um, and now we are just a full-fledged, you know, film festival that has been going for four years now, and 
hopefully getting bigger and better every year. Congratulations. It's not easy work, I can no. tell you. We, <laughs> right. we know over here. Um, so, and you do a lot of commercial work. Can you talk anything about the commercial work you're doing up there in Port Huron? Is it in Port Huron? Are you coming down here for work, or how's that work? Most of it's in Port Huron and in St. Clair County there. Um, okay. We do work for the uh, health department, um, you know, some local, uh, we do a lot of work with nonprofits, actually. Um, you know, for there's a big recovery community up in Port Huron. Yeah. Um, so we do a lot of work with them. We we actually shoot and uh, produce a little um, weekly show called Recovery Happens with BW Rock. And uh, basically what they do is they, you know, source people from the community who are in recovery or who are important supporters of the community. They've had, you know, our mayor, our state representatives, um, you know, from all over the state come in and, and, you know, share their stories about, you know, how recovery has affected them, you know, when their addiction or how, um, you know, lawmakers and, you know, people in the community are using their power to, you know, um, fight the disease of recovery. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a nice little story that, uh, you know, we produce on a weekly basis and, that's more so what we're what we we like to produce uh you know marketing stuff for for you know companies that you know really see value in producing content and telling stories rather than you know trying to be a salesman because that you know no one wants to be sold anything yeah no it makes sense now going back to the film festival mm-hmm. what do people have to look forward to this year like what's what's what can you highlight okay um we I, I talked a lot about this before, um, you know, when we were when we were coming up with, you know, what what have we done right? What have we done wrong? Mm-hmm. How can we do better? Um, in the first in the previous year, I feel like we had completely and I, not to toot my own horn, but I feel like we completely nailed the uh, the audience experience. You know, mm-hmm. someone as you know a lover of the craft of filmmaking comes in and they you know watch films and you know what what do they experience? And I think we have got that right down to a T for, you know, people to enjoy themselves and be in the mood to watch, you know, some really kick-ass horror films. Um, But the thing that I felt we were lacking on was, you know, how do we provide value to the filmmakers of, you know, our our, our alum, you know, who have submitted year after year after year and the people who come out, the actual filmmakers who come out and, you know, do Q and A's and stuff. Um, Massages. Right. Exactly. Right. I remember you mentioning that. (laughs) Um, So what do we do to, you know, better help connect people and, and, you know, provide them with a better experience Mm -hmm. and, and make Port Huron a place that they don't just come to watch great films, but, you know, maybe a place that they come and see, uh, you know, the diamond in the rough that is the blue water area is what the, you know, it's beautiful up there. Yeah, it really is. And there, and there are some really great locales that, uh, that I think are, you know, criminally underutilized. Um, so this year, our whole marketing campaign and everything has been centered around, uh, you know, getting local creatives and out of town creatives to come into town and, you know, shoot photos and video of, of the area and, you know, figuring out what, how we can frame Port Huron in a way that might be inspiring to, you know, a filmmaker that shows up. And we we are having a dark art show alongside of the film festival okay. this year. What is a dark art show? Uh, nothing magical, unfortunately. Uh, maybe after a few drinks it might be a little bit more magical, but we're having some really amazing artists who, um, you know, specialize or in the niche of horror, dark art type art. Because mm. um, one of our biggest collaborators we actually found um, – she was just an artist it's sandra and justin and they are two of our biggest you know collaborators and you know point people to come to for if we ever need anything Mm -hmm. um and i think trying to facilitate that that connection with artists that are you know from michigan um and specifically the horror artists, you know, if it's, you know, creating a monster, you know, we have a sculpture artist, we have, you know, photographers, we have, you know, uh, we have six artists that are coming and it's more of an exhibition than anything to really show off their art and talk about their art. Um, That's pretty cool. When will that be? That'll be Friday evening and all day Saturday. So it'll be open the entirety of the film festival. Is that at the theater that you're at now? Uh, no, we are You're at a theater now, right? We're, yeah, we're at a th- we're it's at a, a proper can theater. You say it? Yeah, it's Sperry's Movie House. So I've been to Sperry's. 
it's a small little theater. It's a small theater. It's an intimate uh, theater, which we think is absolutely it's perfect. perfect. And like it's it's even when I saw, I'm like, this is a perfect place for a film festival. I'm glad mm-hmm. uh, it found somebody to like put it up and yeah, it's, and it's like sort of like I don't know. It's a nice little. It, it's it's really exactly what you want. Yeah, in in a in a theater, especially for a film festival, because you know what we. You know, the inception of our festival was, uh, you know, don't be shitty. And as crass as that sounds, that, no, that is a good one. Um, because we had a lot of really shitty experiences as filmmakers going to film, uh, festivals? film festivals. So what would you like? As, so as a filmmaker, and this is so like other film festivals know, what mm-hmm. is something, what are the, the bare minimums that you would like to see? If you were submitting and you get in, what are some things that film festivals should do just as a hey, this is what a film festival should do for the for the filmmakers. Right. Um, I think they should facilitate a great screening. Um, it's not necessarily the, as in, you know, projection and sound and, mm-hmm. you know, make sure your film is presented in its best possible light. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You know, you can't make it 100% of the time, um, but if you at least get 95, 90%, um, you know, I think most filmmakers will be happy, you know, me, me included. And I, I think, secondly, is, you know, the whole point of a film festival is antiquated as it might seem, you know, with online media and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really being there with an audience and, you know, interacting with people who just, you know, watch this thing that you spent, you know, a year I plus on. I completely agree. I mean, it's finding like-minded people that are interested in the cool thing that you made mm-hmm. or the other cool things that are being made. Right. Um, is important. You can go on comment boards all day long and have that conversation, but I don't think a relationship at the level of, you know, me and you talking can't be um, formed. It's just like how we met, actually, up at Hell's Half Mile. Exactly. We went for coffee afterwards, and that's when we got to hang out with uh, Ted Hauser also, who will be on the podcast later this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got to sort of know each other. And right. That's, and that's why you're sitting here now. And I think things come from things when you're when you're meeting people. Yeah, when you, when you force yourself to go out and... Yeah, and, 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 and just, I have to. I think everybody... There's those days that you're just like, I don't want to go out. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it. Our beds, our couches, or wherever. Our, <laughs> like, It's the perfect atmosphere for us to do nothing. Exactly. But then you are you get in that whole idea of now I'm not doing anything. And um, I think doing something is, is, is helpful. And then meeting people. So, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so we, we, we just really strive to and that 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 was our big push this year is is to you know get more filmmakers to come out you know offer them you know a special discount at a local hotel or hell if you want to sleep on my couch you can if you can't afford a hotel but so you come to sleep on your couch absolutely (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah just it just trying to get those filmmakers who you know may not see each other all the time and just kind of force them to get them into a room with one another and you know maybe talk with these artists you know have a drink at our at our you know art exhibition and just you know have a conversation about the films very cool very cool uh have you done film festivals have you ever submitted to a film festival tessa yes i have joe versus joe oh duh produced it (laughs) that was at the royal star film festival this year congratulations i believe thank you joe Joe versus joe won yes yes president so i should know this i do know this uh we've got it in two more other festivals cool uh congratulations Thank you. We're going to Miami, and we're taking it to uh, NAFTA for funding. Awesome. So, so we'll see where it goes from there. Very cool. Tell yeah. your daughter acted in that, didn't she? She did. She was Jasmine Daniels. Gotcha. Um, dad. Yeah. Very cool. Um, what got you into film? Because you're you've been a filmmaker, <laughs> I think, longer than any of us in this room. I right. started out over 40 years ago. Because you have a really good story. The, yeah, I do. So what got you into film? Um, well, it all goes all the way back to when I was eight years old. Uh, I actually went to co- Well, let's back up a little bit. I went to college for photo processing and developing and with a degree in business marketing, worked for Kodak Corporate Headquarters, and they designed a machine called this one-hour photo machine, put my entire team out of business, so came back home. I worked with my mom, my mom and her boss. Her boss taught me how to sew and um, on my first button when I was eight years old and fell in love with it, and his name was Oscar De La Rente. And uh, from working... So from those who don't know, who is it? Who is Oscar? 
A fashion designer. A big fashion designer. Yes. No, no short order. No, no short order. Google Oscar de la Rente dressed the wife and Versace dressed the mistress. They were yep. competitive. Yep. So, uh, worked in the fashion industry for a while. A few of uh, her clients, uh, when my mom passed away, I took over uh, a few named talent. Okay. Um, from there, went over to film and started doing wardrobe. Done that for 35 years. Casting for eight and a half and been producing for three. Very cool. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank That's you. A, it's a wonderful career and a very interesting start to it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever think when you were starting off in, in the, I guess, wardrobe department originally, mm-hmm. that, that you'd mm-hmm. end up here? Like, was Never. that the trajectory? or Never. What was, it tra- was, um, tra- what was the trajectory for you? Um, I love designing, and the more unusual item that you wanted was more fun. I mean, anybody can make a, anybody can sew. It's just geometry, right? Trained mm-hmm. monkey can mm-hmm. sew. The fun part is trying to create something that defies gravity, and you got to figure out how to make it work. You know, Nemo on ice, try yeah. to figure out how to make that work. It's fun. Um, but when you do it for so long, you get bored, and I wanted to switch over, and Started casting, love that. And I think um, my favorite field is producing because I love being able to give people jobs in a field that they love to do with a pay that they can afford to support their family. And that is my goal for Michigan, to bring back adequate pay for all these amazing crew members and cast. I I did want to say the first time I ever met you, Tessa, was on set of Life Chest, and you were designing Vikings I was. And a ton of other insane things because they were going around different... Uh, we went to different countries. Yeah, and different time periods. Yep. And, um, yeah. If What's been your favorite... Uh, how do I say this? What's been your favorite piece? Or most that, interesting? Or most interesting. The the one that, you, that sort of sticks out on your mind of that you had to design and pull together. Probably the most fun was... Um, I did an entire cast of Wizard of Oz. I had to do it in steampunk. But Glenda, um, her dress would light up white, and every time she did magic, it would turn purple. That's cool. And the entire dress was done in LD, you know, LED lights, so that That's was a lot of cool. fun. And we had to figure out how to wire her up with batteries and everything. And um, Dorothy, while she was on stage changed in less than 30 seconds we had i designed a corset in blue that was magnetic and we flipped her dress on and off in the middle of the stage while the entire munchkins danced around her and nobody saw her change on stage i want clothes that like was that. fun <laughs> that was the fun like part. i want quick change clothes because it's like as soon as i get home i'm just in like shorts and a shirt because that's what's comfortable mm-hmm. for me and then i just sit at my office desk working all night long but it's the, the faster i can get out of of my work clothes the better so like is there you guys use magnets is that what it is we used very high powerful magnets cory take note of that i need magnets in my clothes <laughs> how do those work yeah uh, how do those work no one last question because we're gonna come back because there's more questions did you spend most of your wardrobe career in Michigan, or was that around, or where? where it was all over. It was Chicago, New York, um, L.A. Oh, okay, all okay. over. Um, Kentucky, Ohio. Mm-hmm. My company, Black Marie Entertainment. Check out my website. It has all the movies that we're working on right now, and it's based in Cincinnati, Ohio. So I do a lot of work there. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So right after the break, we're going to come back and talk about their experiences. Mm-hmm in the Michigan film industry and just in the film industry in whole. But first, we got to pay the bills. So I'm going to let myself do the sponsorship. This episode is sponsored by Castle Heart Studios. If you have a project, a music video, a commercial that you'd like to do, check out Castle Heart Studios. Your project begins here. All right, so Michigan film. Mm-hmm. Let's talk Michigan film. <clears throat> okay. Casting? How did, well, how did you, if you had a piece of advice mm-hmm. for somebody starting out, we, we have a lot of younger people in our film community, which is great, which means there's a lot of people coming up through the ranks right now 
and the one thing I don't want to see is the fall off that it's there's just huge fall off as you go through your 20s because it gets difficult we all know that like sometimes film doesn't pay the bills what is one piece of advice and I guess you, it could be even universal like how how do you stick with what you want to do if this is your passion like what would you give people as advice when their careers if you could give one thing that was a really long question go <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i would just say expect <clears throat> to work a sh like a shit ton basically um and you know you you have to have that day job mm -hmm. and you have to make you know, from 6 p.m. till, you know, 1 a.m. work. That day job might not mm -hmm. even be film is what you're saying. Right, exactly. I believe kids call it the grind. Exactly. I call it the get-me-by job because that is my temporary job. Right, exactly. It's my get-me-by job. Keep the focus. Vision boards are amazing. Set goals, a weekly goal, monthly goal, you know. Yeah, it's <clears> – it's, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think – that there's any shame in it either? I no, think. not at all. Because I, I feel like a lot of people do like, well, you know, so-and-so's doing, you know. Why shouldn't there be shame, though? What? J just because it, 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 is, it is a, you know, creative passion that, mm -hmm. you know, it, it doesn't have necessarily the, you know, it, it, I think what you're doing is great in, in bringing well-paying jobs to people who, you know, deserve it and want to do what they love. Mm -hmm. um, but that, that necessarily isn't for everybody. No, um, not at all. And I think they can find it, but mm -hmm. it, it it is difficult, and you have to expect to just work a shit ton because it, it didn't really hit me until uh, you know recently. I have a day job, and I was talking to my girlfriend about it, and she goes, um, "Yeah, we don't really spend that much time together." And I go, "I don't know what you're talking about." And she goes, "Well, um, we might spend like an hour before bed." And I was like, uh, what are you talking about? And then I realized, I'm like, oh, like, I did, like, an audit of my week, mm -hmm. hour by hour. And from, you know, 8 a.m. till 5 p.m., I'm working at my day job. And then from 5 p.m. till God knows whenever I come home, I'm trying to get other things done. I'm trying to run a film festival. I'm trying to do, you know, commercial work. I'm trying to do all these other things on top of all that. And then all that gets pushed to the wayside. So it... it and I'm like just now realizing this that there's like that balance has to be a little bit better and like yeah. literally, like literally looking at my day and being like oh I've never felt this before I'm like I must be getting older because there literally isn't a time like enough time in the day I'm sleeping mm -hmm. five and a half hours a night I can't find another hour anywhere yeah and that's so it's crazy that's definitely something that you you especially have to do and I have two kids at home and a wife mm -hmm. uh and I'm also running, you know, helping run a film festival, and I've, I'm working in production, and I've got this day job. Luckily, I was blessed that the day job is involved in media, mm -hmm. but having to really find out what stuff is worth that time, it's it becomes more and more important as you start to have a family. Yeah, because I I took, um, you know, probably a handful of months off and just said you know fuck it i'm not doing anything mm -hmm. like i'm just you know i'm buying a house let's just not do anything and let's figure out you know how to you know how to live basically yeah and uh and i mean long story short i felt like a piece of shit like i i felt so unmotivated to do anything i like so i had to tell my girlfriend i'm like listen i like feel like a failure basically because I'm, I, I don't have an outlet to do anything you know I I didn't have motivation to do anything I didn't have because to, you didn't have the art anymore I, I was I wasn't doing what I actually liked I was like yeah. I can work a day job and you know a miserable day job where you know it's whatever but with without doing just a little bit even like I, I was you know borderline depressed and just didn't feel like I had worth yeah no. so it's, it's really tough and now I'm feeling like I'm finding a little bit better of a balance just in the past few months. Well, how do you find that balance? Just by auditing yourself and then just yeah, continuously no, auditing yourself and then recheck and then audit and recheck? Yeah, or? I like I never thought that I'd be the guy to like lay out my day like hour by hour and see like what the hell is going on here. I think it's just strange. Yeah. yeah how old, can I ask how old you are? 25. You're doing it a lot earlier than I am. <laughs> like I think I'm just getting into that point where mm -hmm. 
I think in the last two years since I've had to take over the film festival where I have to really be like, this is happening now and this is happening now and this is, I don't think I had a calendar. Mm -hmm. I don't think I knew what one was before a certain point in my life. Like I'm a chronic procrastinator. And yeah. Like, I, it, same like here, that, yeah. That, that doesn't, you know, really Luke's help. lucky enough though because now he has an assistant that I, helps I, him track his day. I do. I, it's you just amazing. You just need amazing. someone there to hold you accountable and that's, yeah. that's what I found mm -hmm. in my partner, Andrew, who, uh, you know, my business partner, he... Yeah, I'm a perfectionist that will literally work on something till, you know, until I die, basically, mm -hmm. and it'll never come out. And he's the person of it's good enough. Which yeah, it's Corey and I. We're which Corey's it, the perfectionist. It, and it, it's, like, re it's really tough it. for me to ever actually do anything because nothing ever feels good enough to put out. But when you have a partner that is literally the exact opposite, you know, I feel like I'm a per perfectionist to a fault, but I feel like sometimes he may be, you know, uh, get it done to a fault because. But I, I feel you gotta like find balance working yeah, with absolutely yeah mm -hmm. working with Andrew and he's he's the you know co-founder of the festival is finding that balance of saying like hey. Um, like there's like we technically don't have a deadline but like it's today and let's just finish it and call it done and you know we've gotten into plenty of arguments and fights about it but it's Corey and I never fight it's <laughs> 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 that animosity over there you uh, Tessa you have a daughter yes uh, mm -hmm. yes you're always busy mm -hmm. you just got a new roof that takes time <laughs> Like, how do you fit everything into your day? Like, how do you balance your life out? I have balance. All right. That's <laughs> um, way off my, my chest. You know, I've always told my daughter, find, a, find something you love to do and figure out how to get paid for it. And honestly, I love film life so much. Like, I am casting this movie right now, working 18-hour days, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, is it really time for bed? That's how much I love, and my passion is so strong in film. I would clean toilets on a movie set as a PA. That's how much I love being mm -hmm. on a film set. And you've been in the film world for how many years? More a long time. Wanna, yeah, a long time. And you time. would still do that. I would still I, do I, that. Because I think it's an important message to people getting started that just think they're too good for any jo some jobs on a film. Mm -hmm. Just like just do a job on well, a film. And honestly, it, one word of advice: if you want to work in this industry, this industry is all about connections. One hundred percent. You know, I'm 51 years old. I started at eight years old sewing for a very well-known man. And do you want to know how many resumes I've made in my lifetime? Yes, I do, because you asked the question. One. And it was for <laughs> a gentleman who worked for Marvel who recently passed away. Oh, wow. So so it's all about connections. You know, the corporate world, you need a resume. Mm -hmm. This world, it's all about connections. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, I think that's sort of how we've been navigating it. Corey and I, because Corey and I run a company together along with the film festival mm -hmm. that he sits on, on the board of. and. So far, our work has come through connections. Yeah, yeah well, people look, that we know. this is how we got you guys on. Yeah, like right. that's how I, we know each other. Tess and I know each other from the different projects we worked on, mm -hmm. and yep. you and I know each other. You being Tyler, because <laughs> people can't see this. Show. Well, even even uh, you met Tessa so, through me. I introduced you to Tessa, and I met mm -hmm. Tyler through you, Luke. You and yeah, absolutely. You <clears throat> so yeah, it really is. Mm -hmm. and, and did the, you get on Life Chess with a resume? No, we all no, not all. Ryan De Silva has yep. brought me on, and Ryan De Silva has been. Anytime he's in town, he'll invite me to work with them on a film set, mm -hmm. and I've met so many people through him. Alex yes. Nardelli, uh, I love Randy Alex. Holloway. I, uh, who doesn't love Alex? Yeah. Alex, shout out to Alex. Hi, Alex. Oh. Hi, Hi, Alex. Alex. <laughs> But yeah, it is a, it is an industry of who you know. It really mm -hmm. is, and there's there is nothing wrong with it. Everybody's like, oh, it's who you know. Well, then get out of your house. And that's what I say. Like, there's now stuff here in the area where you can go meet. Whether it's a film festival, mm -hmm. that's how I started. Um, people are asking me. I go and talk to sometimes other 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 kids at schools and colleges, and they're like, well, how did you start? I'm like, I got back from film school in Florida, and then I try to find the community that I belonged in because I was missing that. Like you were because I didn't have it. Like, mm -hmm. I knew something was missing. You just went through this intense experience of, you know, I was on a, a fast-track program in school, and it was an amazing experience. And then you come home, and the world is all of a sudden in slow motion. It's just like, where's that, mm -hmm. that adrenaline that I had? Where's that passion? And you find it, and I, and I started calling up film festivals, and this guy's like, hey, you, you know, if, 
you want, you come volunteer. And that's, here I am now mm -hmm. running, running one of my own. So um, just find those people. Uh, I think that's always been our message all the time is find the people that are interested in it also. We have a mixer that happens every month except for in December for filmmakers that you can come to. And as Tessa said, uh, it's beneficial for you to just get up, get out of your house and come out. Mm -hmm. That could be the difference between you going to work tomorrow or you going to work this weekend and you being on a set. Not that's, only that, that's all it could be. If I could add on to that, no, you uh, can't, Corey. Mm, Go on. ahead, Corey. A lot of it is also helping each other in the community. Absolutely. Yes. A lot of times, people will mm. come up to me and they'll be like, "Oh, I need a, a AD or a cinematographer. Can you do it?" And I'll be like, "Well, no, because I've I've got to spend a little bit of family time, mm -hmm. but I will find you somebody who can do that, right? Because mm -hmm. I know so many people, so I will help other people get jobs and." It, people tend to do the same for me. Mm -hmm. So I found that supporting each other is also something that uh, we all benefit from. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you, you have to get up out of your couch. You got, you, yes. There's, I, I'm, I think we all suffer from that, I don't want to move, I just came home from work. I think what separates those of us who are doing this and those of us who are who want to do this mm. is that when I get home from work, I go to my second job, which is my passion, mm -hmm. right? Oh, and until that's my first job, I'm going to continue to do that, whether that be the film festival or one of your guys' films or whatever. Or just, now, a podcast. Or a podcast. What have we done? Yeah, like when they, when they I'll, I'll be completely candid right now. <laughs> do we have sound effects for when I go candid? No, I'm not. On, let's do I'm not showing you that? the sound. I have no? sound effects. All right. I will not show them what they are. All right. So, uh, if I can be, uh, when they said you should do a podcast, I was just like, I don't. I came from the podcast world. That Corey and I, Corey used to be my producer at my podcast. Um, and I was like, that's a lot. Like I'm already doing a lot, but it's needed. The community needs it. Absolutely. And this is my second episode back doing this, and I already can see where this can go. Is bringing these people in here to have these conversations, which I think need to happen. If we're going to support Michigan film, then we need to get out of our couches and start supporting it. Because mm -hmm. support takes effort and elbow grease and time. And that's what I have to say about that. So you need to go out to these film festivals. If you're a film, f if you're a film friend or if you're a film fan or if you're a filmmaker, find your local film festival. There's one that's happening this weekend. It's up there in Port Huron. It might be a little far for you guys in Detroit or downriver. It's 50 it's, minutes. It's See, 50 minutes for you is nothing. 50 minutes for somebody in the city is like two hours. Listen, guys, I used to live in Detroit. I know how it is. I will. It was a sign on the on the freeway. I will say it isn't that far, though, because I used no. to live up there. Mm -hmm. And I, it's, it's, it's like a mini vacation. If you want something to do this weekend and you can also do something in film or be part of a community, go to a film festival, 50 minutes for a mini vacation for the day is not bad at all. You're going to get an awesome film festival, especially if you like horror films. If you don't, then you're going to find out something new about yourself and shake some hands. Meet Ty Tyler, you're going to be there? Yeah, I, I, I just happen to be there. And, uh, and just clear my schedule. To be, there you go. <laughs> and, and he's a dude, so just go up to every dude you see there and say, are you Tyler? I'm sure <laughs> you'll find are him. Are you Tyler? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and introduce yourself. We're filmmakers. We want to meet you. Uh, we would love to share what we have with you. But if you're in this industry and you want to do this, talk and meet and get up. And if you feel like you're an introvert, I feel like most of us in this room kind of are. I feel like a lot of filmmakers are introverted. What do you guys think? Yeah, no, I'm definitely the person who typically doesn't like to uh, interact. Like, I don't know. I compare myself to definitely a pro I'm like, as far as my personality goes, I'm a product of my father and mother. Thought, you know, my dad is the guy who will literally talk to anyone and take a picture with a guy who just caught a fish on the boardwalk. And my mom is definitely the opposite of that. And she's much more introverted and, you know, measured and, you know, thinks about what she says. Um, so I feel like I'm a happy medium between those people. If, if, if I feel like I'm in, you know, a place where, um, I don't know, I feel safe to talk and things like that, that that's where, I, you know, it just feels easier to come out as where I don't feel necessarily intimidated or anything like that. But, you know, maybe that is just inserting yourself into a conversation. Yeah. It's hard um, to do. It's and, a and, skill. And, 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 and cause I don't, I really don't come from 
the world that you guys may come from. Like, I don't think that I would ever be crew on, you know, a film that you're crewing just, just based on the pure fact that like, this is my pro this is the only reason why I have a day job is because I can work for my brother and I have a really hard time, uh, working for somebody. Um, and, and having not necessarily saying that I have those expertise to do it or to, to do the job efficiently. I feel like I have tried to carve my own path, um, in, you know, creating my own, you know, works of video art and, you know, film or what have you. Um, and, and it's an, it's an interesting experience, but, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that I, I, that I would necessarily be of the traditional mindset of, uh, you know, filmmaking either. Um, mm -hmm. I, I do a lot of, um, attempting to try and do some more, uh, you know, new media type things and things like that is, is what really has been interesting me lately. Uh, you know, we, we do things on smaller crew, smaller budgets, you know, and it's, it's most Sound of it's just a passion project, passion projects. It's yeah. awesome. But you never know that. where those passion projects are going to go right? and where they're going to get funding mm -hmm. because, you know, I did two sizzle reels myself. Um, you know, hate to admit it, I begged all my friends, come on, you know, mm -hmm. I fell horrible. I fed them, gave them 50 bucks to at least cover their gas, and but promised them I'd bring them on when it gets funded, and that sizzle reel that we made, our first investor came in at 350k. So, mm -hmm. is it worth it? Yes. Yeah. You know, you never know where those sizzle reels are going to go. Mm -hmm. One of the and ones that a lot of people <clears throat> point to is that uh, YouTube short lights out. Yep. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. It's a it's a horror YouTube short a guy made with his wife, mm -hmm. and from there the guy who directed that ended up directing a feature that Hollywood came and they're like, "We well, actually want to make this a thing." And and I think it is just a matter of just doing it. And I mean, I have the same problem as well. Um, you know, I actually like I've just been experimenting with you know Instagram stories and seeing mm -hmm. what what that does and it. What's your Instagram? So they can all follow uh, your stories. Just what is it? T M O L D. There you go. T mold. Yep. Like T dog, but Ex mold. Exactly. Like the stuff that grows on old bread. <laughs> they call um, that medicine. Yeah. No. <laughs> um. But just just forcing myself to create something because I hadn't mm -hmm. created anything. You know, the last film we made, um, it was kind of a different experience for me and my partner who usually just shot and did everything ourselves. Uh, you know, we hired on crew and there were some heads butt on set and it just kind of left a bad taste in our mouth. So we, mm. we kind of took a step back from, you know, narrative content and things like that and thought, well, maybe we, but not, not actually creating anything or developing my own style or anything like that. I felt like it's, it's, it's about time that I started creating something and, Instagram just seemed like a good like throwaway thing that like I didn't have to like super polish it or make it like really pretty and finished but you know if I you know shot it on my camera and I'm you know I know how to shoot things on a camera and make it look good so anything that anyone sees on Instagram I feel like I'm you know probably better than most you know people just filming on their ca on their camera yeah, phones absolutely. so it, it it's just a matter of you know actually creating something and it doesn't matter what it is and it, it it's just going out there and shooting something even on your phone or you know what have you and and, and developing it because that's what something that i've just realized within the past year is you know y you can't create your own style you can think about it as much as you want you can write things down but with without actually going out there and trying it or doing it you you're you're stagnant you know you, you're you're utterless you're not going anywhere you can't pick a direction mm -hmm. without wind in your sails basically how about this? I, I have a question for you. Feel free to say pass, and we'll just cut it out. And you talking to the microphone also. Am I? No. Oh. It, you have a daughter. Out. Yes. And she is an actress. She is in the industry. Young. Yes. She's 14 right now. She started oh, really? when she was eight. I thought she was older than that. What are the, what's some of the advice? Because you, I would say you've been in this industry long enough to impart wisdom on all of us. Mm -hmm. What is the advice that you would give your daughter in this industry? And you have a young daughter. So mm -hmm. what is the advice that you give your daughter in this industry? I think I've already said it earlier. Um, find what you love to do and figure out how to get paid for it. Don't ever work a day in your life. 
Um, maybe you need that get me by job, but don't call that your full-time job. It's your get me by job. Make sure you stay positive. The only failure is giving up, mm-hmm. you know. Um, find new ways. If the same way doesn't work, find a new way. But don't ever give up on your dreams. You know, life is too short. Who wants to work for a living? We all want to find something we love to do and get paid for it, right? Absolutely. I guess that would be my biggest advice for anybody. Is that difficult uh, with both you and your daughter being in the industry in different departments as well? Sometimes it actually is. I had to pay somebody to take her to be on Baywatch because (laughs) I was was, uh, a gentleman named Ken Heyman hired me to design all the wardrobe for the Ark Encounter in Kentucky. And I was there, and she was down south, you know, on a beach going, hey, look at that. (laughs) 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 And getting paid for it to lay out on a beach. So uh, she got the better end of that deal. But it works. We make it work. And, you know, I can't tell her, follow your dream and do whatever you have to to make it happen, and then me sit at home on a couch and do nothing, you know. Actions will always Absolutely. speak louder than words will ever. 100%, yeah. You know, actions speak louder than sc- screaming ever will, or, you know, words will ever speak. But, um, yeah, I think just living the lifestyle. And, you know, like I said, it's all about connections. All right. So I think there's a question that I ask every filmmaker. Am I there? I think there's a question that I ask every filmmaker. We all have film set stories mm-hmm. or post or preset stories. That's usually a funny one. Is there? Do you, I want to give you guys a second. I'm going to just keep rambling here so you guys can think about it. But is there a, is there a story that you guys can think of? Because Corey and I have this idea of this web series that we want to do. I've always wanted to do an Office-esque version uh, called Above the Line. Or no, I'm sorry, it's called Below the Line. Because um, there's so many funny stories that we've ran into that we would like to fictionalize, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, if you steal the idea, just let Luke and I know and like that we can actually be a part of it. Yeah. You guys can produce yeah. it. You guys can be like executive. Producers. I would much rather just be a part of it than actually have to the run two guys it. at the water cooler in yeah. every episode that just have like two lines. Um, oh, look at that! Yeah. Uh, so, is there a story that you guys have? Because we're just going to collect them now. Is there a story that you have from from set life or from pre-set life or post-set life? I think Tessa has a pretty interesting one. She found a dead guy. Early I did in this find year. a dead guy. Well, give away her story. <laughs> I was getting to that. Jeez, man. I knew the story. Oh, that's the story you want? Okay. Well, I'm the... sure you have another so... story. So if you have any stories. I got a Stan Lee I'm, story. Like... I've got the dead body story. And I got the I hung up on Ken Heyman story. Yeah. Tessa knows a lot of stories. I just wanted to old, also hear know, the dead I'm, body I'm one. Well, let's start with. I'm the tales from the Crypt Keeper. I'm here. You, know, no, you all could be my children. I'm so. <laughs> Me barely. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the let's dead, do the dead guy. So, okay. This so was recently, right? It was. It was this past what? Talking to the microphone. May. Yeah. Yes. It was me. So uh, I was working with Josh. Set going. Uh, guess what? Yeah, I was working with Josh Becker, uh, writer, director of Xena Warrior Princess. We were filming his movie, and um, <clears throat> we had this amazing FX guy from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And we had 12 Pawnee Indians, which I did the wardrobe. And we had all these bullet wounds on them and blood dripping out of them. And these bullet wounds look real because we've got a really phenomenal guy. Working on them, and um, we're out on set, and it, it, we just weren't getting the right angle. We did re- we did scout the land, and we thought, let's move over there by that tree and that big pile of twigs. So we moved over a little bit, shading looked phenomenal. My stunt guys were doing flips. My one stunt guy was a um, retired police officer, and you know me being married to one for quite a few years had a little bit of background and knowing what to do. So we're there, and our makeup girl kept saying, something smells dead here. And I'm like, it's probably a dead possum or a squirrel. You know? And then I got a whiff of I'm like, oh, okay, there's a dead deer here because that smells too bad. So anyway, we get a little closer. And, you know, on film crews, you always play jokes on everyone, right? So we had Joaquin Guerrero there, and uh, he goes, Haley, uh, you guys playing a joke on me? And he's like, no. 
We're not playing a joke. Well, there's a dead body underneath those twigs there. And uh, sure enough, two-thirds of the body was under the twigs. And uh, Where was the rest of it? Oh, I'm getting to that. Oh, so, no. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm like, okay, Joaquin, you're a police officer. Let's gather up everyone, get them out. We got everyone off set, started our background extras. We're getting, you know, names, emails, phone numbers, birth dates, and we called the cops. All of a sudden, next thing you know, we got Fox 2 helicopter flying over us. Cop shows up, and he goes, I can't repeat what he said, but he goes, oh, my gosh, what do we got here, cosplay? He thought <laughs> it was a reenactment cosplay because he we had these 12 Pawnee Indians stand there with bullet hole wounds, blood dripping down. So, yeah, we um, we told him, hey, we secured the area. We've gotten everything. And he goes, okay, I'll just wait for forensic science. And within scientists to show up, and within 45 minutes, they knew who it was. It was um, a girlfriend had gotten angry at her boyfriend and uh, killed no. him. And di- her dad helped cut off the lower torso. And uh, we found a foot in a laundry basket and a leg. And I think an animal got the other leg and found the body there. Yeah, so... <laughs> that is my story. <laughs> and, oh, it gets better. It's because it a girl better. got upset at a guy? Yes, but it gets better. We we immediately shut down, quit filming, packed up, removed to a new location that looks similar, and actually made our day. And what got Woo. done in six and a half hours and found his dead bodies and solved the mystery. <laughs> and solved the mystery. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> So, yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good one. So, oh, it gets better, though. So, oh. while we're filming, I should have given you the whole story. So, while we were filming, Sugar died. He was our lead horse, so we had to find a lead horse halfway through. So, the horse died. That's not the name then, of the Sugar died is not the no, name sh- of the horse. No, sugar, the, it the was called died. Warpath, but Sugar, our lead horse, passed away, so we had to get a replacement. Then, um, one of our actors, who had a role in the movie, passed away of a heart attack. Then... Another actor a month later died in his sleep, and I kept telling Josh, I'm like, okay, the, you know, credits for In Memory Of is getting bigger than the cast list. Oh, my goodness. So, that, yes, we found we'll a dead body, had two people die, and a horse die. Sounds crazy. Did you use that in the marketing, the film that... <laughs> Killed half our killed all these people. The you film, might not survive this film. The film God might not want you to see. Yeah. Wow. It's like your own version of the ring. Uh, it was. It was definitely yeah, and it wasn't even a horror film. I feel here's like the question. Here's the question. The here's the question. But did you finish? We finished. Uh, the movie's yeah. already been uh out and it is in the process of being sold and distributed. Very cool. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Tyler. Well, fuck, I didn't find a dead body on set. Um, <laughs> Tyler, the pressure's on. You have to top this. Um, Just make something up. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, I guess on one of our, our, our shorts, uh, viewer, uh, it was about this, is about basically this fever dream that my partner had when wrote it. It's about, uh, you know, the, the relationship between a mother and their family and mm-hmm. the mother passes away and this this kid is looking through the one of these Viewmaster toys you know the little red things that you put the slides in and you look yeah, through yeah I have them. a Disney one um, and it turns out that like he was given like this uh, it, it, it became like this kind of uh, I don't know how do you say uh, monster It's yeah basically it became this, you know, demon, uh, Desmond District Demons. Uh, this <laughs> <laughs> Does that have anything to do with yeah, it? Right. to do with the story. He's just dropping <laughs> just it. Plugging it. Sub- this weekend. Um, Poor Huron. Basically became this demon that, um, you know, later on this, this kid finds out in the, in the swamp and he, you know, finds this plastic bag filled with, you know, little slides and stuff and he, he takes it home. And it turns out that uh, that there this its thing is like materialized in this mud monster with a viewmaster shoved inside of its face. Um, but speaking of the artists that we uh, that we became such good friends with, um, the artist who designed our monster we called it the mud monster. 
uh, she offered herself up to be the actual mud monster in the movie as well. And what that entailed was her basically wearing a small bikini and latex, like black latexing her entire body and then putting on this insane mask head that she had. Um, But the latex needed like two hours to dry and it took about three hours to apply. So wow. the entire time we're shoot, we shot in a weekend and so basically painted latex on her. Yeah. Wow. Um, and it basically took the entirety of us shooting and then she, she was like ready to go and she was basically in costume for probably, you know, not in the entirety, but for probably a 10 hour day in this like latex horrible costume. I could only imagine. And she, uh, I mean, the movie looked great, but she, uh, I just felt so horrible that she was in this horrible latex costume head to toe for basically 10 hours. Can people see that online? Yeah. Where's it at? Uh, on YouTube and on our website, tushababa.com. One more time. What was that? Tushababa.com. Tushababa? T-O-S-H-I-B-A-L-B-A.com. Tushababa. I'm going to say you might spell it. <laughs> as, uh... The Mayan Underworld is... Oh, very is cool. Shivalda. yeah. Well, thank you, both of you guys. Thank you for coming out. Of course. I'll come thank back to... Thank you for having us. I'm gonna, I have a couple more things. There's some Royal Star Arts Institute info that I have to get out there. The Filmmaker Community Mixer and Film Office meetings happening November 12th at 6 p.m. at 5th Avenue in Royal Oak. Please, guys, if you guys are wanting... We've talked about a lot about being part of this community. This is a great, affordable because it's free, way to come out and be a part of a community, meet people. As you heard, uh, Tessa here crewed up a lot, so there's jobs that are happening. What's very, very interesting about this particular mixer is it's starting a little bit earlier, about an hour earlier. I'd say get there at 5.45, even though it starts at 6, to make sure you get a seat, because the film office is coming out to talk about what they are doing in the state of Michigan, but also hold their town hall meeting. They'll be there uh, you could rub apples with them, but there'll also be a bunch of filmmakers there. There's going to be an award ceremony. Do we? Are we still doing the award ceremony? Yes. Okay. The so we're doing 48 hour film horror project. There you go. Is having their award ceremony uh, during the mixer, and the venue is different, which means I it looks like we'll be able to have the two happen at the same time quite nicely. Cool. I really like the new venue. Yep, Fifth Avenue. Thank you, Fifth Avenue. If you want to know more about. The person that runs the 48-hour film horror festival, that was episode one. Her Jennifer. name was Jennifer Gentner. <laughs> you messed it up. No, I didn't. It's G-E-N-T. <laughs> N-E-R. I'll, I'll take the, the edit from the first podcast, oh, and I'll just put jerk. it in the second All one. right. Um, so, yes, come out to the film mixer the film community mixer because he makes me say it the right way the film community mixer once again november 12th at 6 p.m at fifth avenue in royal oak for more information you can go and check out royalstar.org or you can hit us up on facebook where the royal star film festival actually no where the royal star arts institute on there um also the 2020 royal star film festival submissions are now open uh, if you know how to submit a film, if you're using free, Film Freeway, we're filmfreeway.com slash Royal Star Film Festival. Guys, we're looking for your films. We'd love to put them into our film festival next year. So submit them now. Submit them early. It's a little bit less expensive. This is the time to do it. Uh, and then the Royal Star Arts Institute is looking for some great volunteers. This is this podcast and everything that we do under the Royal Star Arts Institute banner is just ran by passionate volunteers that are either A, in the film industry or want to work with the film industry or just think that I'm a cool guy. For more information, visit the website at royalstar.org slash volunteer or email your name and phone number to Gloria, G-L-O-R-I-A, at royalstarwith2rs.org. That is enough for those announcements. I just want to thank you guys, Tessa Hawks and Tyler Modovan. Guys, go check out his film festival. It's happening this weekend, October 25th to 26th in Port Huron. Uh, For more information, go to dddfestival.com. October 27th on Up TV, we will have a Christmas movie Christmas cast by Alliance Casting. Uh, Yeah, that's you. Starring, yes, starring... 
most of the actors from Pretty Little Liars with Brent Dowry and his wife in it. And then on the 14th of November, we have Winter Song with Ashanti, the singer, and Stan Shaw from Jeepers Creepers, another Christmas movie. All cast by Alliance Casting. Very cool. Check them out. Black Marie Entertainment. Go to it. You'll see all the movies that we are producing and filming within the next two years. My name is Luke Castle. This is The Call Sheet, and that's a wrap.